guess what? We just announced our 2022 Good Moms Retreat in our favorite place to vacay, Costa Rica. And no, you do not have to be a mama to kick it. You can just be a woman who just needs to take some time for herself, that wants to get back to herself, that wants to have some fun, get away from your kids, your husband, your boyfriend, your family, America. (laughs) (laughs) Do a little healing. Go deep within. Go deep dive into the Caribbean oceans and come have fun with us. So be the first to find out when the details go up on our site by clicking the link in this episode description. Trust me, these are going to go quickly. We're only going to be able to accommodate 20 to 25 women on this trip. So if you want to be one of those women, make sure you sign up for more information and click the link in this episode description. Can't wait to see you guys on the other side. What's up, tribe? Welcome back to Mindful March. This week's episode is brought to you by Christine Michelle Carter. That's right. Our girl believes so much in self-love and mindfulness that she sponsored this episode. Not only that, but she wrote a beautiful and unapologetic memoir about self-love and leaving a toxic relationship called Mom AF. Let me tell you, if you read anything this month, let it be Mom AF. It's real, it's raw, it's hilarious, and it will help you understand more about relationships, marriage, and most importantly, yourself. You know good moms love a real, raw, funny, unapologetic mama, and Christine Michelle is that. If you haven't checked out our episode with her, it's called Divorced AF, but please go pick up Mom AF on Kindle or on ChristineMichelleCarter.com where you can read an entire chapter for free. That's right. You can read an entire chapter free on ChristineMichelleCarter.com and you don't want to miss this inspirational book. Do yourself a favor and pick up Mom AF today. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, party people. Happy hump day, y'all. How are you feeling, my love? I'm good. My neck is kind of fucked up right now. <laughs> I like I can't really turn to the last, like move my whole body. Hey. <laughs> my point. <laughs> I don't I know. I woke up with a like a, a thing in my like a crink in my neck. And you know what? I was talking to my friend the other day and she her lung collapsed while oh. I was in New York. And I was like, how's your collapsed lung? And she's like, how's your neck? I was like, bitch, are we old? No, let like, me tell you. This tell conversation you, that we're having? My friend here, she's, so she's, I just Jamila think, thinks I'm a hypochondriac, but. She always has something wrong. Last week when we were in New York, she's like, she had a little, she was having a little wheezing and then her friend's. Her, was it a little wheezing, sh- Jamila? Her friend's lung collapsed and she's like, I think my lung collapsed too. I'm like, Erica, <laughs> relax. Why would I make just it Just because up? you know one friend whose lung collapsed doesn't mean your lung collapsed. And then I we had another friend. I just you to know that my friend downplays my so wait, then pain something, then, all the time. Then, then we have another friend, something yes. else happened and she's like, I think that's what I have. I'm like, bitch, you can't keep diagnosing yourself based on okay. your friend's ailments. But then I went, I, then I went and they were like, you have a sinus infection. 
So I did have something. Okay, but it wasn't a collapsed lung. Okay, but I literally can't move my neck. You think I'm? You think I'm just making it up? I know. Yesterday she had uh, Luna, <laughs> Luna like massaging the shit out of her back. <laughs> Luna's like, I'm a masseuse now. <laughs> I need you to believe moms. Okay. I do believe you, friend. But I just, I, I do believe you. You know what I noticed? I was thinking because you were, I was on the phone with you, and she's like telling me about her new ailment, and I was like. I don't really get sick that often. I feel like I've been sick like two times you in the last that four whole years. Household cough or whatever you call it. That was about strong. Four months straight, you were coughing. That was about that. It was household, and I, I just because I didn't go to the doctor. <laughs> That's true. That was one time in four years. Okay. Well, I'm fine. To answer your question. Oh, I'm good. Fine. I have to ibuprofen, so it should be kicking in at any moment. But between this rose and the ibuprofen, we're gonna be good. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a smooth, smoothish week. We've had some ups and downs. Um, we had a little racism prejudice incident, <laughs> uh, our first like, uh, discrimination against us in business. Not our first, I'm no. sure, I'm sure there's been many, but this was the most, this was the most blatant and, um, it was a little bit disappointing, but you know, when you're a badass bitch making money moves and in, in a new space, then this is what happens. Men will tell you no, and then you keep going. So today's the day we keep going and we stop complaining about it because we did that for about 24 hours. Yep. And now it's over and we're moving on. We are. We are. Uh, it's a lesson learned for sure. It is. It is. Um, well, I want to get straight to it because we have a special guest here today <laughs> and I'm so motherfucking excited. I've been like telling my friends and they're, I'm like, bitch, I don't like, I don't think you know how excited I was. I'm, you I are excited. She's like, you need to relax. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, we have Latoya Luckett here. Hey. She is author, singer, <laughs> just boss mama, just so beautiful. Just like maybe it was my Actress, first, was my first girl crush, possibly. <laughs> Whoa, wow. Gonna, I swear to God. Why did it make our, our guests uncomfortable? Why did it make you uncomfortable? <laughs> when I was 18, I liked you a lot. More than just friends. No, it was more like it was more like 12, but you know, that's wow. what I'm saying. The first one. <laughs> Latoya, she has been very excited. I don't think I've ever seen her this excited for a guest. I'm like, that's you really do lot. need to calm down. That's wonderful. She's like, I have a special outfit on. I was like, well, why didn't you tell me we're wearing special outfits? Yeah, the boots and everything. If you're watching YouTube, you'd be like, this shit ain't that special. It's a brown jeaned dress. But I just knew, when I looked on her Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so fashionable. Like, I can't just be out here in my sweats and shit. Like, I gotta, like, really, like, get dressed up for this bitch. Okay. Oh my God. So, welcome to the show, Latoya. <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> she's like, I'm so fucking uncomfortable now. <laughs> no, that was great. I was just so in tune to what you guys were talking about. I was like, tell me more about the neck. What's going on with the No, element? nothing exciting. Why do I need to Nobody fight with knows. the racism? Right. What's going on? Yeah, we the neck is up. just age. The racism is just America. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, we went to go get an office space and we were going to sign the lease. And mm -hmm. then the guy said he looked at our Instagram and said we curse too much. And it, that we, he sees that we smoke weed and that it's not a weed friendly. It's not a smoking space, which we already clearly saw in the fucking lease that he sent us and we signed. And then he said, and I also noticed you curse and I don't know if that's going to be an issue. And I'm like, nigga, in what world do anyone in the other spaces hear us talking? It's a privately? recording studio. What's it's a recording studio. The, okay. And there's walls. It's a recording it's, studio. It's a right. soundproof, soundproof walls. Wall. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly what I said. I said, we're not going to smoke. That's very clear. We got that. 
it's a recording studio, so why does it matter for cursing? We're going to be in the mm. recording studio. What I said is, we're respectable women, business women, exactly. and parents. <laughs> well, why would you do this? Anyway, he still said no, and then we <laughs> proceeded to send him a nasty text message this morning. Strongly worded. I did. I said, text this is discrimination, message. period. <laughs> Pretty, but look, but don't be nowhere you ain't want it, and y'all got a better life. Yeah, that part I was like, this is gonna, better. this is gonna be problematic in the future, and I'll have to whoop Alex's ass. So <laughs> it's probably best that we let that one go. Yeah, Mm-mm. we don't want that. We don't want that. So yeah, you know, I think it, cheers in, to the whatever new space is coming. You know what? Look, let's take a cheers. Yes. Let's take a cheers to just accepting what is for us. Yes. And that's it. I like you. Yes. Accepting what is for us. Not trying to fit a circle into a square. Ooh, say that shit again. Because I don't want to be in that square. Okay? I want to stay in the circle. And I want to be in a space where fits. I fit good and cozy and snug and just right. I don't want to be forcing it and be like poked a little bit. And low key, I want to smoke in my goddamn studio. That. You know, I was going to compromise, but I'm trying to just do what I got to do. Okay? And smoking is part of my self-care and the brand. So, God said, "Girl, it ain't gonna work. You can't smoke. We're not. I'm not gonna make this happen for you." <laughs> God <laughs> said, "We need a can of friendly studio." <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, strong affirmations, strong statements. Do you have any affirmations for us today? I do. Okay. Let me see. You gonna check your check your records. Is. Here's one. So no, I keep all my inf- my affirmations like on my bathroom win- uh, mirror. It's gotten to the point where it's so covered I can't even see myself anymore. But it's like the place that I go, of course, every morning. And I do that before I do anything and say them. So here's like one from my uh, mirror, my affirmation mirror. Um, I am a divine light chosen and appointed by God. I am who God created me. I am who God created me to be without compromise. Ooh. I am a divine light chosen what? Say it again. I am a divine light, light chosen, chosen and appointed by God. I am a divine light chosen and appointed by God. I am who God created me to be. I am, I am who God, God created me to be. Without compromise. Without, without compromise. compromise. That, that last line? <laughs> now that last Ouch. line. compromise. <clears throat> yes. I think people forget that, um, you know, showing up as yourself is an act of God. Yeah. I think people fight that because they per- they pretend to be something else or think they're supposed to be something else based on people. And you forget that you came as you are. And if God didn't expect you to be this way, you wouldn't be this way. And it's in your best interest to be all of you and not to, you know, shrink or fit into other spaces to appease people because people didn't create you. Yeah. No, they did not. And they will try to hold you hostage to who you were and all these things. And you are the designer of your life. And you can decide if you yesterday you like chicken and today you don't. That's fine. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's specific. (laughs) People always want to hold me to my eating habits. And I'm here to say I'm allowed to change. I just want to say if you would stop bashing other people's eating habits, then maybe people wouldn't be so weird about holding yours. Well, maybe I would start bashing yours if you would leave mine alone. Okay, well. (laughs) Whoa. Flexitarian is in, in the ring here, and I like it. <laughs> we love each other. We do. We do. We, I we love it. <laughs> Y'all sound like me and my friends. <laughs> the people are probably so happy we're doing any type of cursing each other out. Any other time, we're like, "I love you so much." Me and Erica, we love each other so much. Let me tell you how much I love you. This week, I discovered I loved Erica even more than last week <laughs> because you know what she said. <laughs> so I'm like, we are such lesbians without the lesbian. <laughs> but I'm so grateful. I really am grateful for like. 
as I get older, I've always had close friends, but like really grateful for the outlet to have a friend that I really do love this much. <laughs> we went to we went to go eat dinner the other night. I was telling somebody, and I was like, me and Erica sat in the car before we got to dinner and cried and told each other how much we love each other and our deep insecurities and fears. And then we told each other we're never leaving each other. I'm like, I don't need a relationship. I have my bitch. <laughs> she That's she she holds all my insecurities and she tells me it's okay. I mean, I do need a nigga, but you know what I mean. You don't need. One. I don't need one. I want one but I, I I'm okay because I have really supportive loving friendships and I'm grateful that's a you know what can we talk about that for yes. a little bit because I'm at a place where you know <clears throat> of course I do desire a relationship and when you come out of you know a marriage and you're divorced and everything you're like okay wait Coming out of this, of course, I need my space. And everybody's like, you need time alone. Always. You need to be gather yourself and, you know, get to know you. And I'm like, bitch, I don't know me for 41 years. <laughs> right? like, I know me. I, can, I know me. Okay. And then I'm, I'm forever changing. So I can't keep up. But right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you don't want to feel like you need someone, but you do desire someone. And it's, I think, healthy to want to love again and healthy to want to be in a relationship again. It's just like when... Is that, you know, and then they're like, well, don't do it until you have some therapy. And <laughs> heal and, you know, collect yourself. And I'm like, bitch, I am collecting. Look in the okay, mirror and like, talk to yourself alone. Right. And I'm like, who wants to be alone? <laughs> Sometimes, like, the relationship you just got out of makes it real clear what you need to not get into again. And I'm like, actually, I'm really prepared. That relationship right. really prepared me for the next one. That I'm was like, the therapy. When, right. I'm like, when is the right time to start again? Because I feel like I'm writ. You know what I mean? Like, well, I feel like How I'm, long has it been? Well, tell us. Like, how long has it been? Like, what, it, what it has your love journey been? Yeah. First of all, let me say, nobody can tell you when the fuck you're ready. I was going to no. say, like, who makes these time limits? Who makes these rules? It's like, there's, it is. It's so true what you say, though. Like, people in society have these, like, time limits that mm -hmm. you must do certain things before you can enter in the next phase of your life. Yep. And it's like, why? Who made these up? Who's coming up? Who's the odds behind the My curtain? soulmate might walk through the door right after this nigga leaves. So Thank I'm you. supposed to pass him up and do, like, because... Society said I need to wait six months. And yeah, and they make the face too, even if they don't say yeah, it. Like, it's like, oh, so when did you guys start dating? Like, oh, six months ago, or two, and you're like, oh, I, yes. It's like almost you don't want to tell people when it's yeah, like, I'm in when love. It's, like, how long? Two months. I don't care. I'm the bitch. I'll be like, <laughs> don't you say shit about my two month love, okay? I'm in right. love, and you shut the fuck up. But wait, you, you're Pisces, right? Oh my god, so it's, it's, it's the water sign. It's the water it's sign Trinity is. here. We're all here. Love and shit. Yeah, wait, are we all? We're all. We're, we're all I'm a Scorpio. Oh, well, still. I'm okay, a cancer. A cancer. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's all, okay. We're here. We're, we're here, here strong. We are. <laughs> to say that we do need love. We're independent women, but we do love. I've been really conscious of not... <clears throat> First of all, we have this like women empowerment podcast. And I think that men feel like they're not like I'm very clear not to make men feel like we're, they're not needed. I do need we do need and want men. And I do like I am very grateful for the divine masculine in my life. And I welcome it. But if it ain't the right one, you can fucking go. I have a lot of strong women around me. Yeah. But like I, I, <clears throat> I <laughs> we could use more. We need you to get healed. If you guys are listening, men, please go start. To use, go to Do therapy, us all a please, favor and go to fucking therapy, please. please. Like you're not above it. We all no. did it. We all are doing the work. We all need to catch up. 
Y'all do. Black men specifically, please. We are doing the work. We inc- we are begging you to do the work so we don't all become lesbians. <laughs> please, I, oh I beg of you guys. We love each other, but we don't want to end up on a small colony together <laughs> we alone. We want you. My feminism does not mean that you are not important, okay? You're like, so important. And I, and I think that's where you it happens. Your little piece. When you're an empowered woman, I feel like, especially in this time, like, I feel like men feel like that they're, like, excluded from the conversation, excluded. Mm-hmm. They don't, are not needed. And granted, I have said niggas ain't shit a lot. And I have also said that we can just take your sperm and, like, you know, handle the rest. However, I'm here to say that I, I rescind those comments. Are you taking back I, your tweets? I take hear back those ye, hear ye. Hear ye. I'm growing, guys. I'm growing. I do. I think I said this on some other podcasts recently, but I really, like, we need you. I love you. I want you. But go to therapy. And if those that have already are in it, call me. <laughs> call me. Okay? So I, that's a good, like, how do you know when you're ready to move on from a long-term relationship or a marriage? How did you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that wait because you've been you've been married twice. Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm going to say, and I'm not I'm not saying at all that like time matters as far as the length of like my first marriage because it was very real. Um, but I feel like, of course, with my second marriage. Had children, we did a lot in a very long time. I mean, very short amount of time. And um, I think when you get, how do I answer this question without answering this question, if you will? Girl, you gotta answer the question. I'm answering. I know. I, I am. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really put some thought into this. Um, but I feel like you know, just like you know when you're there, the one, right? I feel like you you go, okay, wait a minute. My my gut is telling me I feel peace with whatever the decision is. Um, and I'm going to allow God to lead and trust my gut. And when, you know, a shift happens, then you have to trust what that shift is and, and, and move accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and trust that everything is going to be okay. Right. And I think that that's what I, I found – strength in trusting myself I think I found strength that can in, be so difficult it is so difficult at times um but I, I definitely I tapped into something different and and I knew that um you know this wasn't a decision that was going to be made for just me but I have little ones you know what I mean which makes a decision like that even even tougher um but I think to go to just trust yourself Trust yourself. Um, I have so many girlfriends or women that I talk to, and they're like, girl, I don't know. Like, I, I'm married, and I'm, I love that I'm married, but I'm not happy in my marriage, and what should I do? And, and my parents have been married for, like, 35, 45 years, and I want that same thing, and but my marriage don't feel like they marriage, and I'm getting abused or this <laughs> and this, and I'm like, sis. You know, if 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 you know if you are in an abusive situation, then by all means, really. And someone had to tell me, one of my sisters in Christ had to tell me, like when we get up there and we say those vows, you know, and we're you know that covenant is made, it's a real thing. So when someone breaks the covenant and abuses that in in all its forms, then you know, 
you the covenant's broken, sweetheart. The contract is no void, no void, baby. Yeah, I think that we narrow it down to oh, if they commit adultery or if they do this one thing or whatever. It's like no, we got to look into. And I'm not speaking specifically on my situation. I'm speaking about even you know conversations that I've had with you know women who are going with you know going through a divorce. Like if you're finding yourself in a situation where we're looking at this covenant thing or we looking at these vows we you know we took and and it's not lining up then we got to ask ourselves some real serious questions. Um, I, we got a message from someone today <clears throat> about um, basically like abuse doesn't look like physical all the time. No. And I think a lot of people are like, well, my marriage is fine or my relationship is fine. Like he's not like beating me, you know? And it's like, girl, that there's so many different forms of abuse. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, it's scary because like verbal and like mental abuse is so it, it, it gradually builds up in a way that you become used to it. And so it's even more important that you check in with yourself because that's the type of abuse. Like it's one thing if someone hits you upside the fucking head and you're like, Oh shit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that, well, that's a hit, you know? Right. And even then bitches, be being bitches will be like oh well it's not like you know i'm not like in a lifetime movie but like you have to really be clear and not only that like abuse is a huge thing but also just like i think honoring yourself if you grow out of something yeah it doesn't and, and yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be that it, but, but but if it, if it doesn't feel good to you and you've tried this and you've tried that and i know for me and like for most women you you've sat with that feeling for a minute. You've, you've, you've digested it. You've thought about it. You're like, damn, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't look good. I don't like how this feels. And then you stay because that's what women do because we're trying to honor our, you know, the family, the children, the standard. We put in a lot of work in trying to make things happen a lot of times. And sometimes your growth is all the time. If your growth is not being honored in that relationship, it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think we give a lot. I think specifically as black women dating black men, we give men, black men a lot of grace when it comes to yes. shortcomings yeah. and being yeah. patient. And <clears throat> they would not give us that grace. Mm. I still love you, black men, I promise. But y'all wouldn't. Like, you wouldn't. If I cheated on my, my, my man, like, it would be over, period. But women, will. we are a little bit more... I mean, granted, there are some men that stay. Mm-hmm. But I would say... You know, the typical situation would be like, you be out, you know, you're a hoe now. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's such a typical man statement. I think it's generational, too, because I've learned in certain relationships that I've been in, even, you know, with having a brother. Like, if you aren't doing what they saw their mama do, you know what I mean? Like, we have grace with their development or, you know their shortcomings and all these, these different things. But I feel like sometimes they'll look at us and go, well, shoot, I watched my mom have three jobs and come home and cook and clean and do this. Well, and, your mama. My day was there. and it's a thing <laughs> of, if you're not meeting that standard, standard, you know, you know, I, as black mothers, we are, I feel like raising the bar and sometimes like creating these, Oh God, like they think we're superheroes. Because we do stretch ourselves so much mm, mm-hmm. and our sons watch that. Mm-hmm. And then whoever, you know, they start to date or they, you know, want to marry or whatever, they have those same expectations of that young lady. And then if she doesn't, you know, 
if, if she isn't doing what she, what he saw us do, then she's not enough. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair. No, it isn't. I don't think that that's fair. You know, it's absolutely not fair. And also, because I, I, I've had this conversation with a man, actually, he, when you were saying this, it made me think of one specific person that I used to date. And he would talk about his mother a lot with me and how amazing she was and just this incredible force and like da 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 da, which is great. I loved that, that he revered Honored his mother. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of times these men or these boys, they don't know what the fuck their mama was doing on the weekends. No. Oh my God, Van Lathan posted something they recently. They don't know what type of shit. Their mom showed them what she wanted to show them. Yeah. And a lot of times as black mothers, we don't show our kids the real. Yeah. We don't want us we don't want them to see us struggle. We mm-hmm. don't want them to us to see, we don't want them to see us in pain. <clears throat> and I honestly I understand protecting your kids, but I think we do them we do these boys such a disservice yeah. because they have these unrealistic expectations of yes. what their partner's supposed to show up like, knowing yeah. goddamn well and their mom knowing goddamn well they were struggling. Yeah. They were struggling, if not yeah. more than you know? Yeah. And which is Facts. why they had to protect and yeah. why they had to show up this way. I don't think even when I was a kid, I don't remember seeing my mom struggle with, you know, their divorce with my the divorce between my mom and dad. And I now that I think back, I'm like, did I ever even see her cry? Mm. Like I all I do remember her doing is making sure, you know, we stayed in private school. She would go off to work. She would work some weekend jobs as well, take us to work with her house was always clean our you know we always had nice things all these different things and she really did come off like a superhero and now that you know we're old and I'm old enough to have those kind of conversations with her and then going through my situation you know in talking to her she made it look easy but she struggled just as much as I did you know what I mean and that as I am because I'm currently going through it and I'm like I wonder why mom didn't let me see this side then Mm. You know, and, and I think if I would, I think that there's strength and power in me seeing that in her, you know, if I would have seen her, her weak moments, then when I was having mine going through my divorce, it would have been like, okay, it's okay to feel that way. Mm -hmm. I don't always have to be all right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, so we've had conversations about it since, but she was very, very quiet about, she was one of the moms Mm -hmm. that was very quiet and put on the cape. And, you know, she she felt like she was protecting us um, from the pain that she was going through. But that's 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 how most moms are. You know, that yeah. that's really how you know that that's that's the like the image that we're given that you do have to be a superhero, that you can't let your kids see you cry, that you have to have everything taken care of. And for most of us, I think, especially for black women, that's what we've seen our parents do. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's not realistic. And then no. you, you're moving through life like, what the fuck? You know, like I've, I'm fucking up. Like I'm weak. Yeah. Like my mom didn't do this. Why do I do? Why, why am I so like tore up over this? Why am yeah. I so tore up over? Why can't I get over this man? Right. You know. And it's 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 really I think important for do you have do you have a boy you have a daughter and a Both. son. So, yeah, I think it's really important for like I I want to say even more so. No, well, it's no, it's equally. Sons really need to see the the essence of a woman and their mother and all the different dimensions of what that means they really do if we want to prepare and i don't have a son but if i ever did like preparing him for the like the woman that might show up in his life and having discernment and having empathy oh baby 
Empathy is big. Can yeah. we make t-shirts? <laughs> right. Cause and I, and I'm and by the way I'm just learning about like narcissism and all Oof, that whole thing girl. and that is like the one thing that a narcissist doesn't have is oh, empathy mm. and I did not know that people in the world of course I knew there were bad people out there right but I kind of felt like everybody had a little empathy seriously but narcissists have like none is what I'm learning right and so. I guess me thinking the whole like with a car, you know, you buy a car and there's like the standard package and there's like the gold package. I thought that that like empathy came with the standard package. No, <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's, it's not the roll down when like it's still electric <laughs> windows, but there's empathy there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I just felt that that was there and that's not like you have to actually purchase that extra you have to look you have to seek that out you have to make sure that's on that's on the the list on the list on the line sheet right and it's yeah you got but when do you find that out though right because all right say if we're dealing with the narcissist right narcissists know how to cover up their narcissism until the time it's time to pounce Mm -hmm. and it's a thing of okay do you date the person six months do you date them a year do you date them two years and then when does their narcissism get sick of hiding itself and then show up? I think that there are signs. And I feel like narcissists can only hide for so long. You can only be so calculated. I feel like yeah. if you're paying attention, there are going to be other things outside of just the lack of empathy that are going to like have signs. Especially if you've dealt with a narcissist before or maybe listened to our episode, How to Spot a Narcissist. <laughs> but it's necessary because they, they're tricky. It's almost like a con artist. It is a con artist. It's like yeah. one step up from a sociopath. So you really got to be careful because sociopaths don't have any empathy. But you really, I kind of, I think not I'm, not, I'm not the type of person, again, fucking cancer over here, who's like moving in precaution. Like, I don't trust anyone. That's not my MO. I do feel like God gives you your instinct and your intuition and you kind of know. But, like, if I feel like something's not right, I usually will, I'll, I'll, I'll let that, I'll, I'll, I'm examining it. You know, I'm going to be kind and I'm going to be trustworthy, but I'm going to constantly be examining it and be like, hmm, that don't make, that not make a lot of sense that you did that. I don't like that. (laughs) That, I don't, they don't, they don't add up. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times with this narcissist and the empathy conversation, I feel like <clears throat> they do cover it up or they show you so much empathy in the beginning that you you, yeah. you assume that they extend that to everyone else. Yeah. Um, or always. Or always. And that it's always going to be this way. And then you, you see how, I mean, one of the one of the ways that actually Megan Doherty, she was the narcissist expert we had on. She talks about um, just uh, death by a thousand cuts. So it's like they just do these little cuts where you like mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're fucking bleeding and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like yeah. they're just little ones. And then the love bombing, like the gifts the and the, the adoration, just like you are amazing queen. Highs, this, high highs. And that supporting, yes. so supportive, supportive, supportive. Kanye West, supportive. And then suddenly you're mm, like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I thought you loved me. You <laughs> yeah. loved me so much last week. What? Yeah, it's it's really it's scary. It can be a really scary place, and unfortunately, I think that there are a lot more narcissists more narcissists in the world than not. And honestly, I feel like the internet is making them. I think you are. I think you can be born one, but I think you can also like the environment in which the world that we're at in the world, yeah. where everyone is so self centered and cares yeah. so much about just themselves, and not in a healthy way, is birthing narcissists of left and right. Yeah. So it can be scary because because you're newly single and kind of newly divorced and, you know, you're just kind of out you're trying to figure it out. Would you what 
Are you willing to say you would probably get married again or no? Absolutely. Okay. I'm a wife. Okay. Okay. I heard that, baby. I'm a wife. Same. (laughs) You just got to find the right, not me fine, but the right one will find. Right. Yeah. I I agree the same that, you know, like, you know, I'm not, I usually am not very worried, even though in like this space, me and Erica are always like, we talk a lot. We're talking a lot of explicit content you know are we gonna find husbands is everyone gonna wife us what the fuck are we gonna be wife material Absolutely. we can't even get a studio space we're gonna get a husband Stop <laughs> it. wait till our husband sees these clips <laughs> we get a divorce but i feel very i do i feel strongly that what's for me is for me and like who's supposed to love me and accept me will will come and that when they come and present themselves i'm gonna know it's them yeah. god's gonna be like Bitch, here he is. I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Not the narcissist, right, God? Because that one I thought was my nigga, but this one? Okay. You know, I feel like like all the practice, I, ho- I, I, I do feel, I trust that all of the practice niggas that I've had have prepared me for my husband that is on his way. Yeah. What are your five, I, was, I wanted to ask you, because you are single and maybe date, are you dating? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard in LA. <laughs> like, no, I mean, like, mm-mm. you know, it's crazy. Like, have you I've, ever joined a dating app? No. Like, is that a thing you would do? How can I? I First right. of all, it's going to be on shape room. Right. right. Like, we saw all the time. Yeah. Well, Somebody's desperate. Have you heard Maybe of Raya? Raya's wack, Raya. though. Raya's like the dating app. It's like the Soho house of dating apps. Cute. But it's, it's, that's not great. They're, yeah, it's like it's for not, people in the entertainment it's industry. White. If that's what you're looking for, uh, yeah. So no entertainment. You you date a regular a regular guy, just a regular job, or do you have? I don't like that word regular. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Well, what you want me to say? I, I, I have absolutely non celebrity man. I, have, I obviously non industry. I'll say this: I obviously have no uh, problem with dating um, or marrying people that are not in the entertainment. But and and obviously it doesn't protect shit. So I mean, it doesn't guarantee anything. No. <laughs> both, have both have just both. like me. I thought if I dated slightly unattractive men, that they would never like it would just be good. Like we'd be good forever. No, like that, you would doesn't just, no. that doesn't work no, either because then you got either. me and then you're feeling yourself. So yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no. Have most of the men you've dated been in the entertainment industry? No, okay. I've had some. I mean, and and here's the other part of that, right? So. <laughs> If we're looking at a list here, um, <laughs> look at the numbers. Right, right. So, okay, here's the fun part about, you know, yes, starting in the industry very, very young. And it's almost like high school, right? Or if I was a person that wasn't in, an, in, in the entertainment industry, right? You go to school, high school, college, the whole thing. You have your community, you go to church, right? So normally you're going to meet someone within that pool, right? Mm-hmm. Um. If I'm in the entertainment industry, started touring at 12 or not 12, 14, 16, um, and that's what I've been doing a majority of my life, then I'm going to date within that pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when you go and meet someone who isn't in the industry and you might, you know, they ask, oh, well, who have you dated or whatever, which is like now that I'm thinking kind of a strange question. <laughs> and then it might be his favorite no. sports something. Yeah, yeah. And it might be a few of them or there's a, a singer or a rapper in there or something in there, then it's like, dang, you done dated a lot of industry people. I'm like, uh, now well, you this agree. is my work. Because I'm in the industry. industry. How many college girlfriends did you have? How many high school girlfriends did you have? Right. That was my high school. Right. Tour was my high school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and a person that's not in the entertainment industry would view it as, oh, she, you know, 
they would see it as one way when it's really like, nah, bro, how many, how many of them uh, holes you knocked down in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood. Right. Or at church. Right. right. This was my neighborhood. This is where I was at. So this and is I'm who, sorry right. if it's, you had him on your wall. <laughs> Not even I'm, I'm sorry. sorry if you, you go to his games and you admire him or you look at his stats every week. But, um, bruh, that's my neighborhood. Right. Like, so you have to understand that, you know, although my life was different than yours, it don't make me a, a, a hoe or a hoochie or a groupie or whatever groupie the fuck or anything else. You wanna, like, yeah. Just in the way you were admiring me. Exactly. I don't probably right. fuck a few niggas you admire. Right. Period. Not a few. Maybe one. Uh, or a few. <laughs> but, don't matter. Or a few. But whatever. Like, it's in, in dating an entertainer, that's what's going to happen. Right. I think it's also, I imagine it's easier to date someone in your industry. Like, even, even. In podcasting, like I talk a lot, a lot of shit. You going you get it? Okay, cool. You get it? Perfect. Because everyone's not comfortable with yeah, someone in the public eye. Yeah, that's your community. This Hello. is my community, nigga. And if you can't, <laughs> if this is your man crush Monday, then that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, also, do I still like you? If my last nigga is your man crush Monday, I, probably not. We just talked about that. I'm like, that's I don't need question. you to be too easily impressed with things. <laughs> that's like an LA mentality too. Like, can you not fan out, please? Relax. Yeah. Just relax. <laughs> Just relax. Just relax. It'll be okay. Well, so you're you don't know if you're dating. But right. Like I don't I, I will say this. I have not been on an actual date since I divorced. No. Okay. Um well also I mean that's and I'm sorry, can I just say this? Like it's gonna for the next one, you just not gonna be seen out in public with me that easy and that often. So who that's what's going to probably make this process a little more difficult as far as going on an actual date is I can't really just go on a date and be seen in freaking Houston's. Everybody or, be like, I know her. You know what I mean? Cause it, even if it's a first date, somebody could see us take a picture and it's like, Oh, they together. Better, yeah. Nah, bruh. Like that's not what's going on. So I have to be super duper careful with that. It's gotta be like, Four months on the phone. <laughs> or you could do a home date. You or the home date. But the home days, like, that, lead, that leads to some bullshit. They yeah, that's what they can cheat. Them ain't all the way safe. I, they're not. You, you just buy the whole you restaurant. Might, you, might be get, you might get married real quick, real fast, right. by accident. I'm in love. And by be accident. accident. He was in the confused. house all the time. You know the dick is confusing, so let's just, yeah. yeah like Step away from that. <laughs> um, what are your, like, five non-negotiables? Like, what it, now that, like, you know, you're single, mm-hmm. you've probably learned some lessons. Um, what are your five, what would you say your five, people always say there's five non-negotiables or you should have five non-negotiables when dating. What would you say yours are? Five non-negotiables when dating. Um, <clears throat> a liar. Mm. Like, let's, I'd rather do tell me flat out, this is what's going on or I'm dating five other bras. Same. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... Don't want to ever be married. That's never going to be a goal for me. Or I want five more kids because I'm not giving you that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't put on the front, bruh. Don't lie about your life. I don't want to have to find out something different about you later. Just be, like, straight up. Be straight up. Be real. Be authentic. And that's – a liar is non-negotiable. Don't do not do that. Because once I find out you're lying, we're done. Period. Mm. Um. So that's one. Uh, let's see. The status matter? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, I want to be evenly yoked with my my partner. 
with my husband. I definitely do. And that doesn't mean just status wise. It doesn't mean just financially. It means, I mean, of course, in our beliefs, but like it, when you start raising kids together and stuff, y'all got to make sure y'all on the same page. Mm. It's far more than having the same amount of money. Cause that's going to change. One minute I might have more than some might fall through and then you got more. You got to be able to go with the flow on that. So as long as, of course, if the respect is there, but as long as you guys um, are working hard and working as a unit and on the same page, I think that that's what keeps everything evenly yoked. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You were asking a question, and now I got to remember. Five non-negotiables. So no liars. No liars. Um, ooh, how do I say this without saying? <laughs> Girl, you better stop not saying it. I know. I got <laughs> no, but I got to be a, you know Just what I mean? Just say. <laughs> I got to be a bunch of girlfriends. I can't do it. Mm, like no. when, when everybody sis. Oh, uh, you know exactly. what? I, I, I've learned my lesson with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody ain't sis, <laughs> nigga. Did you fuck her? Okay, right. Let's period. start there. That's my favorite question. Did you fuck her? Okay. And it's not always even that. It's really like she's laying low to until until you break up again. Exactly. When, when women do that, like men that women men are men big on that, and, and they be dummies. I'm like, bro, she waiting on her. She, she waiting on her turn. What yeah, are you talking I'll be about? like, nigga. Right. Let me be around her one time. I'm gonna let you know. Exactly. <laughs> Invite me to dinner. No. Nope. If my if the pit of my stomach drop. She ain't no friend. If we can't, if she she's in waiting. If she's giving that face, <laughs> if she can't be around, then what? No, exactly. If, if I get, y'all gotta have your own hangouts. If I get a fake ass energy when I meet the bitch, it's not real, and she has to go. Period. And Period. I respect real friendships, and I'm not with that like yeah. bias shit. Like, but I, I can feel the energy because we're we're women. We our intuition tells us. We so be knowing we do. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say the other one is um, I have children. So if you aren't good with kids or you don't have patience, because that's going to be another one of mine too, but like you have to, um, I don't want to say you you have to at least have a love for children. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not that strong of a love, but I need you to (laughs) (laughs) have a love for children, Mm -hmm. a very healthy love for children is what I'll say. Um, and understand that, no, if we get married, they don't come first. It's you, you know, once you become, become, and I learned that like, you, you said if, if, you get, if, if you get married, you'll, your husband will become priority. And then the children, that's the biblical order, right? So I try and go by the biblical order, even though that's harder said than done. And it's, I've been on the other side of that, not happening mm. twice. And it's, it does interfere a little bit because you're like, when you get married, right. And you become someone's wife. And then there are other things that come before you, you feel it immediately, especially when you've been waiting to be a wife and be first or, you know, feel like, you know, desired in that position. Like it can, it can be, it can be a thing. You can be a thing. And it's harder to say as a mom. With two kids, because nothing should come before your kids. No, I, I don't. I don't like should. You know, right? Right. There's no should. You know, like everybody has what works for them, and like the Bible says this, and this may work for this, and you can believe in the Bible and then still feel this way, and like I think that people, and I, and I agree. I feel like 
you know, you come first. Because I, I, I don't think you can pour from an empty cup. But I also feel like people are triggered by a woman saying that, especially as we're talking, we're all women with children who are going to be in relationships with men that are, don't come from those, those children don't come from that marriage. Yeah. So I think people will assume like, damn, this, you know, this woman's going to put, you know, a nigga before her kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's interesting because if your house ain't right, like you're not, you're not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. So I think that's there, there's there's truth in that. And also, I'd be feeling like if you have the right husband, am I really going to have to choose? No, you're going to our priorities together as a family, as Amen. a unit are going to be the same. Whether these are your come from your they are your kids if we're married, a and B, if they whether or not they come from this relationship specifically or biologically, I think like. I don't even think there should be a, have to be some hierarchy there because we know how to make our household f foundation. It's it's us. Are we good individually? Are we good together? Then let's pour into our kids and pour into the other things. But I feel like people are so triggered by that. And even like even women who say like my kids are first or I'm first. I think I'm first is a big trigger for men. You yeah. know, I saw some stupid shit on the internet like uh, who gets the who gets the the plate first in the house? The kids or the man? I'm like, who, who makes up this stupid ass questions? <laughs> Who's hungriest? Like, right. the fuck? <laughs> I made the dinner, nigga. Y'all make the plates. I don't. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Like, I done made chicken. I'm Fact. eating first. I'm fucking eating. That's who's eating. Yeah. Like, Fact. but it's like we in our minds we have these like hierarchies of how we love and like mm -hmm. you know how we disperse our love. But everyone knows as women. It's eternal. We'd be loving so hard and so limitlessly. There doesn't really even have to necessarily be this. You know what I mean? But I do agree. I think if your relationship is not tended to, you know, women know. But once the kids leave, too, it's just going to be y'all. By the way. Hello. So if you've given 18 years to them and you lose focus on him. You're going to be a ghost in the house. Thank you. And he might have another bitch on the side. By honestly. the way, because you've been paying all your attention to the ones that's going to leave you in 18 years. And probably sometimes before then. I left the house at 13 to go pursue my career. You know what I mean? So it 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 I, it makes sense. It's hard to say, but it does make when it plays out, mm -hmm. it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um is that three? That's three. Okay, cool. Oh, if he is impatient with me and disrespectful, you get to cussing at me and talking crazy. If I got to pull my ignorant bitch out on you, <laughs> you are not my nigga. No. Period. I, I, you know what? I didn't even know. Igna bitch was in there. Like I knew, <laughs> like I would feel her kind of rising up sometimes. Like, hey, we might have to like she was doing her shoulder shimmy, and I was like, bitch, shuttle down. We don't even <laughs> who's that? We don't even call for that. Right. <laughs> what? Is that who's knocking at that door? But if she gotta show up, like show up, show up, and you almost lose yourself to her in a relationship, and she keeps she keeps winning. She keeps showing up. She keeps showing up. Yep. Then this ain't it. Mm. Mm. Because mm -hmm. that's not who I am. Right. I'm a very grounded, peaceful, happy, love, life, joy, having, hugging, being patient, just spread. I'm a fucking care bear. Okay? Yep. So when have you seen when we do the rainbow? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ignibit should not have to show up in that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If you bring, if you got to bring me out of that, if you really seriously had to bring me out of my peaceful space that I've worked so hard to keep and protect, then that ain't it. Mm, mm -hmm. That ain't it. So, mm -mm. um, 
not going for that. That's that's probably number one. I agree. That respect shit. And you know what? And it's like the car. You think it's with the, the basic. The you think it's the standard package. package but that shit I'm is not. I'm not asking for leather seats you, here, guys. I, I'm just asking for the regular. Can we just start and push with respect? Like, <laughs> right. don't curse at me. Like, right. don't ever call me out of my name. I, I, th- there should be no reason that we need to communicate. And there should be a, like, derogatory term or, like, aggression. Who, are we on the same team or Sometimes not? Sometimes they don't even have to cuss with it, though. No. Sometimes it's just like a little belittling statement. Mm, the belittlement. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, it's a little bit of that passive aggressive. It's a little bit of a few things. I'm telling you, it's them death by a thousand cuts. It's like, but, but what it really is a lot of times is like that insecurity and then another person and how that projects. Like yeah, sometimes insecure that. people will harm the people closest to them because it's most convenient. Yeah, but and that ain't sexy. No, no, that makes the by pussy the way, guys, very dry. Ain't nothing about that sexy. I'm dry <laughs> thinking about it. Little dick energy. Ooh, yeah, we don't want any clear, of those. Right. God, please protect us. Amen. But prote- okay, <laughs> we don't want that. If don't, don't. I'm going to expect something. I just found out about a new app, which is surprisingly the first of its kind. Nowadays, there's an app for just about anything, from identifying constellations in the sky to getting someone to help you hang up a picture on your wall. But up until now, single parents haven't had a dating app specifically designed for them. Now they do, and it's called Stir. Oh my God, girl. Stir is finally a place where I can feel normal as a parent who's dating. Stir is a place where single parents can just be single. Stir is where you don't have to apologize for having a crazy schedule. Stir is the app designed for singles who just happen to be parents. Download Stir or tell your single friends to try out Stir. Click the link in this episode description to try Stir for free today. You know, it's so hard to prioritize your sex life and just keep it curious and keep it fun. But with Like a Kitten, it's so cool. They have a subscription box and they send you little gifts every month and it keeps it so easy to keep it fun in the bedroom. I got nipple tassels. I got a little negligee, some vibrators. It's totally worth it. And the box is worth so much more. This month, they're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, a.k.a. build your own box, bitch. So that means you get to pick toys, beauty products, lubes, cleansers, games, sexy accessories, or even lingerie. You pick the category you control your pleasure. And right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash gmbc. That's likeakitten.com slash GMBC. That's right. Just go to likeakitten.com slash GMBC or use promo code GMBC to get 15% off these incredible boxes. The link is in this episode description. You know, I've always wondered if sexual wellness and sexuality is something you can train your partner in. And you can, because I just recently discovered Beducated, and it's like the Netflix of sexual wellness. I know. I checked out Beducated myself, and they have tips from world-renowned educators, new content every week, and high-quality streaming on all devices. I mean, your sex life shouldn't have to suffer, and you should be able to talk to your partner or your friends about having better sex, healthier sex, and Beducated is a safe space for you to explore. It's basically the Netflix of sexual wellness. And right now, you can try Beducated for one day for free and get 65% off Beducated's 
yearly pass with our code GOODMOMS. Just go to Beducated.com and use our coupon code GOODMOMS. Your 65% off will be locked in for life. That's Beducated, B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com and use code GOODMOMS. The link is in our episode description. Happy sexual wellness. You know what? I've had some big dicks that had little dick energy. Hmm, okay? Really? Yeah. Oh, actually, me too. What the fuck am I talking about? I won't even get to seeing what size it is if you get to talk well, to me crazy. Sometimes, about some, sometimes they present the dick and then they present the talking to you crazy because they know you're going to be confused once you get the dick. <laughs> well, you get the dick, you confused, and then they start talking to you crazy so you're still confused and it takes a little bit of time to get out of it. <laughs> and that's why I've learned you got to learn about the other before you learn about that. Yeah. Then you won't be confused. True. Because, yes, the, the D can spin you out of control and you're like, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm in the vortex here. And then, you know, they get to talking to you crazy and you're like, oh, but the D is good. But then, no, like, I really want to get to know the person and see them. And someone said, see them in at least 12 seasons before you make a decision. Even like on winter, friendship. summer. See them in all, you know. Make <laughs> so a, do you think, so in, all in your seasons. dating life now, would you abstain from sex before Probably for how long? Like forever? I don't know because I'm a horny all, dog. Right all the now. seasons, all the seasons. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, girl, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like all the seasons sounds like 365 oh, days. Like, how many seasons are we talking? <laughs> right. Like, see, and that's a few sides, a few seasons. That's like a few times around. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, four. Maybe we can just travel to all the seasons. They want to see it twelve times. Maybe we can just travel to the seasons. Like in three months, like we can go, you know, we can get summer cold somewhere, weather. we can get winter somewhere, we can go get spring, fall, we, you know, like they said, see the seasons love story. in t- like 12 times before <laughs> making a decision. That's a long time. But what, and, if, what if, what if you wait and then, and then it is, you see the seasons and then the sex is trash. That's important too. <sighs> That's just life. Is. That's just life. <laughs> at, at that point, life is lifing. Life is lifing, bro. At that point, life is lifing. Okay. I, so what's going to be more important then? Like, if you really meet a super-duper nice guy, super attractive, loves your kids, got the breads, taking you on the vacations, like, patient with you, lifts you up, I mean, all these different things. Like, you are your best self with him. But the D is trash. I would like to... But he's trying. Trying? Trying. Trying is... Is big. I, 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 trying is big. I've had that. I've had all these things, and then some things are lacking. But for me... Well, it just depends what your non-negotiable. Yeah, are. like my non-negotiable right. is that that there's sexual chemistry. That even if the dick is not high on the the like the spectrum, are you working towards it? Is something that you want to do? Are we talking about it? Like, are we trying? You know, are there things like maybe you just haven't tended to your sexuality? You haven't really like poured into that part of yourself, and I need to bring you out of your cage. That's one thing. But if it's just dead and not there, and you have no like, you, I can't do anything with this area. Yeah. All those things really won't count. I need that. Like that's a non-negotiable for me because physical attraction and intimacy and touch and are very important to me. That kind of makes me tick. But like, because I we've we've all had a really nice guy with all the really nice things and all those things, and then like that one thing is lacking, and it's just I can't get over this thing. This is important. I want to come home to my man and be like. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> hey, oh yeah, I'm home and I'm happy to see you. We just come to the door like, I gotta go, bitch. I gotta go. This looks good right now. You know, like that, that like primal attraction is important. And a lot of things, like I think women downplay that a lot. Like he's so nice. George is such a nice man. And he took Katie to gymnastics. And like, yeah. that's cool. But like, do you want to rip? George's clothes off, you I know, his clothes off. I need to be able to want to rip your clothes off. I yeah. want to do it. That like, is a non-negotiable for me. 
Like, because I am a touchy-feely person. I want to be cuddled. I want to be all the things. And I want it to be reciprocated. And I, I do. Like, I do. I I want I want to. I like the public. You I want PDA. PDA. They like, get PDA. Wrap my ass in public. Yes. Yes. Kiss me down. Like, tongue kiss me for a long oh, period of time. That. And hold my hand. And let them know door. you are mine and I am yours. Yes. 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 yes, I think men miss that a lot. Like, I feel like women really need that and thrive in that. We and thrive. like, we we need that. Like, oh, you desire me type shit. Mm-hmm. And men forget that. You know, they're just like, whatever the fuck they're doing over there. I don't know what they're thinking about. But I want a, a man because I'm gonna do that for you. I'm gonna yeah. I want to make you feel sexy, and I want to make us feel. You know, like I'm gonna compliment you. And when you're doing it to me, I'm gonna reciprocate that. Like, damn, you look Absolutely. good. Damn, you sexy. But if you're not telling me I'm sexy, I'm gonna forget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a words of affirmation type of lover, um, and I. I, I I do need that in exchange in ways. I don't need a lot of it. I more so need physical touch. Like how I love and how I want to receive love are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I realized that recently when I was dating somebody like who's not a words of affirmation. He's he's not really a big words of affirmation person. He's not a really big like he's definitely like an acts of service type of lover, which I, is very important to me as well. But I was like, I need the affection. I the need affection has to be there. I need it. Like, and the consistent call me needy. I don't give a fuck. I need it. Yeah, I need it. Yeah, I'm a cancer. I need. I'm a Pisces. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me and touch me. Yeah, period. all day. Talk and touch. That's what it, I'm about. It could be just a little, a little boob grab. I'm cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, how many? What am I on? Three. I, I think that's five. I think that was five. When you patience said patience and respect. Yeah, or, patience. Or patience and respect, respect could be one, and then yeah. cuddles, talk and touch, talk and touch, and I, and consistent communication. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not talking about you got to call me five times a day, but a good, you know, give me some texting, give me some calling. And, oh my gosh, in the beginning, this is why I said, I don't know if I'm dating. <laughs> What's up with the new, they don't get on the phone even to meet you. Like if they met, I've had a, a situation where somebody introduced us, like a mutual friend introduced us and he texted me first. Right. And I said, Hey, you know, like I'm old school when it comes to communication, call me anytime. <laughs> never got the call kept getting the text and no. i'm like bro if you can't same. if i can't even hear your voice i'm I need definitely to, not well, no facetime me my car to come see well you. how about you don't or listen you how about you don't listen yeah yeah like i told you what i need and I this is this I'm is red flag clear. number one because i've done this too with a man where i've told this man at least three times and after three you just are ignoring me yeah really after one or two but i gave you three times to let you know i don't like texting because i'm the same latoya i do not like to text i'm dry as fuck on text people will tell me all the time i'm like well then call me or like come come over yeah or are you (laughs) taking that wrong well if you would have heard me say it then you wouldn't have taken it wrong like, I can't really express myself through my fingers like that. I'm on my phone all day for work. I'm making captions and posts. You think I want to text you? Thank you. I don't want to text you. Thank you. I want to hear your voice. Child, so if that if that's what the gay, the, the ghetto dating pool is about, <laughs> this texting thing, then I don't need to be out there. Like, I can't. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm a needy broad as far as, like, you know, needing someone to call me 10 times a day and check in and do the whole thing. Again, it's but, the basic standard car. Yeah. Hello? Again, it's the It's like everything that we thought was in the standard package is like now in the gold package of a car. Like you have to like pay super extra to get this. What do we gotta gotta run your credit again? We shouldn't have to pay. What do we do? Like what's the payment? What's the payment plan? I we already hello, we are look at us. Like what? There is (laughs) there's no plan. It's uh, hello, it's a down payment, it's this. 
We have I'm it. just curious. I know, men, what is the what is the what's the upgrade? What's the upgrade? Is it a secret service we don't know about? No, bitch. There's no secret service. They just need to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, what is, but what changed? Because I'm finding it in older men. I'm finding it in 40, 50 plus that they're texting more than they're talking. And I'm no. like, I thought that's I, why you date older guys. Wait, that's wait, what so I'm they call you. Wait, I saw, I saw this clip on the internet and I was so annoyed. It was this man. He was He's an older man, too. He's probably like, I don't know how old he was. He looked a little bit older. And he was like, yeah, you know, I keep telling everyone, like, well, you have to uh, you have to just get with it. I, basically, 90% of my interactions are on Instagram. If I'm talking to a uh, woman, it's on. Yes. Girl, he bye. was like, all 90% of my interactions are on Instagram DMs. And that's, oh. the, that's, that's the way the world is going. And people just need to catch up. Not I was happening. like, I hate you. Right. What I was kind like, of relationship you. can you build on IG? Are the we serious? The fact that this clip even made it to the internet, I was pissed. Probably. I was like, why are we perpetuating this dumbass message? There's a lot of toxic, masculine, I don't know how you call it, fucking bullshit on the internet. Like Kevin Samuels. Ugh. And he's like 50. And he Ugh. also may be, I don't even know if he likes women, to be honest. Like, I, I've been dying to see him so I could be like, do you even really like bitches? <laughs> but that's a whole different conversation I'm not going to go into. But I... I, I, yeah. yeah, it's hard out here. I'm confused. I'm confused too. And a part of me is like, and this is no slight to the LGBTQ plus community because I am included in that some days. But like, do you even like women? Sometimes I'm finding men and I'm like, do you even like women? Because... And they might not. They might not. I think. But just say that. I'm cool with that too. Like, just I don't like, be here presenting yourself like a like a fucking eligible bachelor to my ass with a vagina because this is not going to work. <laughs> like, I'd like I'm with you. Like, I want all the honesty, and I'm going to accept it. I'm going to accept yeah. you as you are. You might not be my nigga, but like, I very much give me options. You, oh, you have other bitches. Who are they? Like, what? What's where are we looking at? Like, thank you. How like are they close? Do you see them all the time? Why do you like her? Like, why can't you let her go? She doing some shit that I can't do I just want to know because I want to make the choice but men don't give women the choice no they take away our choice but they're scared of the choice because like say for instance they lose me if you're too if you feel like you tell me something that's going to make me go away like all right, if there's a bar that you can't let go of I'm going to make the decision for us Oh, yeah. I'm not included in this. So, right. They don't want you to make that decision. Right. So they lie. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I would rather that because now you're wasting my time. And now once I find out or now once I see, you know, that she's not going away or whatever the case may be is and I make a decision, you're not going to like it. Right. But, bruh. At that point, you've made a decision in not letting her go. Listen, they don't want equal rights for us. Baby, <laughs> they don't want to go right. Baby, I ain't got time. Let me tell you, who ain't got time. Me. So, listen, Latoya, we have a game on our show. Oh boy, that I like to play with our guests. Okay. Now we've already had a lot of talks, and we might have covered some of these things, but I just want to um, play so that we can get to know you quickly. And it's just a fun game. Okay, we like it's, fun. It's called Trigger. Oh boy. Triggered. Um, and basically, I'm going to say a word, and you have to say, you know, how you feel about that. Like the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Um, don't overthink it. Love. Necessary. <laughs> Marriage. Again. Bad habits. What are they? You want a few of them? What? Just one. Oh, one okay. of your bad habits. Um, time management. <laughs> girl me too <laughs> lie to me about the time please yeah. co-parenting 
working on it. <laughs> That's all you can do. Being a single mom. Interesting. Um, uh, tough at times. Spirituality. Necessary. Religion. Necessary. Most toxic trait, yours. Mm. Giving too much grace. Monogamy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Preferred. Uh-huh. Preferred. Uh-huh. Prenup. Oh. For the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite R&B artist right now? Um... Oh, that's such a great question. But what would they be considered? Oh, Lucky Day. I knew you were going to say that. I, I like that lucky. one, too. Yeah. Witchy shit. Hmm? Witchy shit. Witchy? Witchy? Just witchy. Witchy. Witches. Witchy. Witchy. Spells and manifestations. And I don't want magic. a part. I want a part. <laughs> okay. Scared of that. Favorite sex position? Mmm. She having a visual. She right. over here. <laughs> girl, you can't ask a horny bitch. Girl, no you got a sex tape. She just watched. She just watched. Her, she just watched her sex tape in her head. No, 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 no. Ooh, I shall on top. Pet peeve. A liar. Destiny's child. Iconic. Celebrity crush. Word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dang. Ooh, what his fine ass candy man? What's his mm, name? Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. Girl, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 This is like our second time talking about him on our show. I love him. He looks tasty. And he's tall, I think. Yes, he looks big. I like his smile and his... He just looks like a... A treat. Like a healthy alpha. Mm, a healthy. Heavy on that. Healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, therapy. Necessary. Masturbation. Necessary. Biggest regret. Um, mm, that's a really good question. That's a really good question because I will say this. The thing that I probably could say I regret so much beauty came from it. So I don't regret it. Mm. Um, that's a hard one. So no regrets then? No regrets. No regrets. No. Divorce. Tough. Happily ever after. Does happen. You think? I with did you. too. I, de- I definitely, even if it's it, even if it's ending with you being happily ever mm, after, mm-hmm. does it have to include somebody else? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's just, I see a happy, a lot of happy old ass bitches running around here, <laughs> right? <laughs> they ain't never been married, ain't never had no kids, and it's just like, what? I'm looking, I'm 95 and I look 48, because mm. I ain't have to deal with none of that shit. No bullshit. I love that answer, because I do think a lot of times the happily ever after is always tied to another person. And it doesn't have to and be. And it's never tied to just yourself. Yeah. No, it's going to be happily ever after, regardless. Um, well, that's it. That's Trigger. Yeah. Um, and when I say love, I meant to go back to that one. I want to say always. 
Always. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I said, I don't know what I said, but I think it's when you said love, always. Um, I just want to shift quickly to, um, you know, me and Mila have been doing Good Moms for, this is our fourth year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yay. It's our fourth year. And one of the th- one of the things, obviously, I mean, when we started this platform, we didn't really understand the community that we were going to um, be a part of, um, connecting, mm-hmm. and just also how our friendship would be so valuable to each other. And I guess be a representation for other women as well and mm-hmm. understand how important sisterhood is, right? Yes, it is. And I think, you know, doing the retreats that we do, um, we, we do these retreats in Costa Rica. We actually just announced our, our most recent one. And I saw it on IG. Yes, this summer, y'all. Come to the Good Vibe Retreat. We still have spaces left. Invest in yourself. Um, but what I've learned is that sisterhood is something that, like, we have, but, like, is very rare. Very and that people, especially as we get older, it feels more daunting. Like, how do I even make friends? How do I, like, where do I start? I know that, you know, for for me and, like, when I was a kid watching Destiny's Child, that was, mm-hmm. like, the representation yeah! of, like, sisterhood. For yeah. real. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's kind of true. For real. Like, I guess, it like was, that's, that's like, bomb, a, like one of those, like, an image of, like, yeah, like, <laughs> sisters. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, I was, like, y'all were so fucking fly, and you're my favorite. (gasps) Thank you! I swear to God, I remember I was was actually in Texas, because my daddy's from Texas. What part? Sealy. Okay, see, dang, see? Yeah. Okay, uh yeah, he's from Texas. Yeah, he's from Texas, Texas. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember watching your first music video, and I was like, I want to be LaToya. I'm LaToya. I'm going to be LaToya. She got the she got the sass. I just like felt that's like so that's wrong. me. Even like I was so young, I just knew I was about to be sassy. Um but I know that like you know that journey of like going on tour and like mm-hmm. being in this environment with your sisters yeah. and being young and then the journey of like being adults. Yeah. And the journey of sisterhood is so it's it's an evolution if you let it be. I want to know, like, what is the greatest lesson you've learned from that time in your life? And what would you have told your younger self? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so many lessons. Um, I think that what I would have told my younger self was to not lose myself, even being a team player in that situation. Um, that I still matter. You know, I still have a voice. And I think in that situation, I, I left out of that situation feeling like I didn't have a voice. Like I, I, I was, it was hard for me to stand on my own. Um, and I went into that situation so confident. God, I was confident. I felt it. I saw it. I was so confident. <laughs> um, but sometimes with a lot of partnerships, we lose ourselves to become one. Or we feel it's going to make us cohesive or, you know, make the situation work out better. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you get so used to blending so that you, um, so that, you know, everything is so seamless and cohesive and you, 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 the way you move, you, you can watch when people do like the couples figure skating or the, you know, it's like you're supporting with, the greater good. You are. And you have to almost lose yourself to be this one thing, you know mm. what I mean? And so with DC, my role was like the, the soprano or whatever. So 
coming out of DC, that's the only thing that I thought I could sing. Mm. You know what I mean? They put this label on you. You felt like labeled. I did. And you know, that I couldn't sing lead because that was someone else's role. Mm. When I came in, you know, as a kid, I used to lead all the songs in church or, you know what I mean? Um, I was even in like a neighborhood girls group before I got into DC and I was singing lead then. I did not feel like I could sing lead when I came out of DC, but that's because for so long, I felt like I had sacrificed myself for the greater good, which was, you know, my role that I played in DC. And I am grateful that I was given the opportunity to play that role. And sometimes First of all, I think that that's what made us so great is everyone played their roles so well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it worked out for the group. But I think individually, um, it did something to my confidence. Especially, I mean, you were so young. I was so young. Oh, baby. So like, I, I think that that would be the one thing that I would tell my younger self is don't lose yourself, baby. You still matter. Mm-hmm. You know, still remain confident in who God <clears throat> created you to be and in the gift that he gave you. And it doesn't, you don't have to shrink yourself to be good at your role. Um, and so that would be the one thing that I would tell myself. Um, I learned so much from that situation and gratefully we're all still really cool and love each other. I just talked to Kel today. Um, and it's beautiful that after so many years, the love is still there through everything that we've been through. People can assume that we hate each other and it didn't work out and blah, blah, blah. But we were friends first. I'm at B in school. Like that was, we went to elementary school together. You know what I mean? And our commonalities is what brought us together. Mm-hmm. Our bonding over music, our, all these different things is what brought us together. And I don't think that ever changed. It's just a shame that like, you know, when business gets involved, things happen. Um, and we were too young to understand the business and what was happening. Of course, yeah, I would imagine you know? being like 15, 16, yeah, having so yeah. many adults with, you know, just with so it being impressionable, having ulterior motives mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. lies and not being able to know, like have discernment yeah. because you're still learning yourself. You're still learning your body. You're what? still learning so many things. You just started your period on the road. I don't Thank know if that you. happened. Yeah, but I think it did. I think it did. <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm just imagining. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, that's that's all real. That's all truth. Um, but I learned, you're right. I learned about sisterhood through being in D.C. Like, we had a bond like no other. Like, we were each other's best friends. We were each other's sisters, like for real. Um, we knew everything about one another. There was, it was just so much love there. It was so much love there. Um, and I felt like, you know, moving forward from that, after that, the friendships that, you know, God blessed me with, that's what I've had is true love. Um, a real tribe of sisters who love me with all of my flaws, who I can call and say, I'm having a real fucked up day Mm -hmm. and they make it better Mm -hmm. or tell me the truth about myself. Bitch, you fucked up. Mm -hmm. I need all that. Someone who's going to love my kids and be there for my kids. Sometimes even better than I would. Mm -hmm. Someone that shows up for me. I have, I have that. And I'm so blessed. Mm -hmm. I'm so blessed. And I am realizing that there are so many, unfortunately women that don't have that. Mm. Yes, there are. There really are. It is. It's, it's, it's a, it's, 
I started, we started this podcast because I felt alone mm. and we felt alone. Wow. And now that we've have each other and we've built this community and like have so many friends within the good moms tribe, like we get hit up all the time about like, I don't have a tribe. I live here. I, I relocated here. I don't have any friends here. How do I make friends? Or how do and I? LA is hard for that. Yes. It's LA adulthood, you know, but a lot of times it really, it does take effort and it's an effort mm-hmm. that like feels uncomfortable. It's yeah. an effort that feels almost like not organic. Yeah. And, um, it's hard for you to trust out here too. It is. It's very is hard for to trust women. There's a lot of opportunist and. There's a lot. Yeah, it's 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 very difficult. And, you know, I, I'm grateful that, you know, I have Jamila, but I'm also grateful that we've created this platform so that people can connect. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are listening and you feel you relate to this, please come to the retreat because we have so many women that came to our last retreat that are our real friends after leaving the jungles of Costa Rica. Now, you don't got to go to the jungles to make friends, right? But sometimes you got to get out of your element. Talk, talk to them. You got to get out of your element and out of your way to to surrender to the possibility of the unknown. And trusting women is part of that. I feel like a lot of us, we do not trust one another. I've been there before where I've been like, I don't trust that bitch. Mm-hmm. And there are some bitches I don't trust. For sure. There's some untrustworthy bitches there's also untrustworthy men like it goes both ways but I think that um when we come together and like the sisterhood comes together it's it's so powerful it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. and like when I watched you girl and Destiny's Child (laughs) and I saw the sisterhood (laughs) I was like yo I'm gonna start my own Destiny's Child because I (laughs) I mean not anymore I mean I I sing in careers no it didn't happen but (laughs) but but it was inspiring and I think like especially teaching our our daughters our young girls like how important it is Mm -hmm. for your female like your female connections those bonds and pouring into them like you would pour into your relationship pour into your husband pour into your girlfriends pour into them just like you would pour into those relationships because it's when you do like it's powerful Mm -hmm. and it's just, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like we often reserve l- that type of love for the, our intimate partners, but me and Mila always talk about our platonic love <laughs> and like our platonic marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, this is a marriage. Yeah. This is a marriage. This is a partnership. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like I, I think that we have one way of looking at it sometimes and that's not always the best way. Like you guys have a beautiful marriage. And when you guys decided to create this partnership, you have like a covenant with each other. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is I feel you'll remain more faithful to this relationship than a lot of people will in their love relationships because, you know, you have that grace with each other. You see each other. You appreci- appreciate each other. I heard the whole beginning of the segment about <laughs> how you guys go on and sit in the car and talk. And we do that with our girlfriends. Mm-hmm. But this is this is that this is the thing that a lot of people wish they had in their relationships, their love relationships. But, but this you, is a love relationship. But, but, but you, this has taught me a lot too. Like this, I feel like this relationship and partnership is going to like contribute to my husband. Like when he comes, I'll have like this has given me better tools to be able to be like, okay, this made me feel insecure. Like th- mm-hmm. like even just talking every day. Like I mean, not, obviously we talk every day but like just having a, a platform where we talk every week and it, I've become 
not all the way, but more comfortable with just being trans super transparent and honest, even if it doesn't support me. One of the things we said in the car was like <laughs> talking about our insecurities and our fears. And I was like, I would never say this to anybody else, but like, I'm scared if, or if you say this, that she's like, yeah, because it's just really frowned down on to be a hater. <laughs> Well, we were talking about like what wow. insecurities we have with one another. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, like when you, like so, this isn't a popular statement or and, and this is honestly this is an insecurity I'm going to share. Like like there's been times where Jamila is like killing it. Like she's like going off and she's speaking something. She's speaking about something so eloquently. And I'm like, damn, like, is she smarter than me? Like, fuck, like, <laughs> like, damn, like I felt insecure. Really like and then she that. shared that I was like, I was like, I think I'm ready to get back into acting. And she was like, oh, my God, is she going to leave me? Like, these are things like like as friends, like you feel like you can't share because it makes you a hater. Or it makes yeah, you feel like, no. it makes you feel like, oh my God, I, I, this is so weak of me to feel. Like, how dare I? How could I ever feel this way about someone I love? Yeah. You know? But it's like, we're human. We're human. And then when I said it to her, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I said this shit. Because now you I can release it. Yeah, exactly. like, I don't even know why. And she was like, because it's not popular to be a hater. I'm like, I don't, I love you. I don't know why I feel this way. You know, like, no. it's stupid. But you know, like, even in the time of, like, social media and Latoya, you probably dealt with this much earlier, like, because you were in a public forum very early on. Well, social media was not around. Oh, exactly. Thank God. Thank God. But you've, God. you've dealt with pub Jesus. public, <laughs> like imagine? just, just public judgment and being in spaces with other women that you're close to and being on a platform with other women that you're close to that you love. And still I'm probably, I'm probably sure like feeling insecurities and feeling ways that, humans feel that come up like jealousy like triggers like all these things insecurities you know and if you don't work on them and check check them and like have conversations about them or you don't even feel comfortable enough to do that you'll you'll like all those things will build up inside of you but like being in a space with other women that you love on a on a you know a platform and people can you know make judgments and pick at you and say whatever the fuck people say because people are bored and don't know what the fuck they're talking about but it's probably prepared you a lot to be able to function in this new world where everything is public and people can yeah. see you at a restaurant and be like, Oh, she's dating this person or she's, she's has beef with this person and be like, well, damn, like this is my sister and I love her and I don't need to, you've probably had a lot of tools to combat other yeah. outside criticism. Whereas I feel like I'm learning that now and I, uh, social media in ways has helped and also hurt but thank god i have a friendship and a sister that i can like really have yeah. these conversations with and be like am i crazy like why do i feel like you're gonna leave me like you're my nigga and we're, <laughs> i'm gonna be alone and miserable and like i'm not gonna succeed without you you know like it's just even in a relationship like we've built something together and there's fear like oh you'll meet someone else and leave me but really loving yourself enough and understanding your power enough like no one's going to leave me and I'm going to fucking melt and die. Like no. it doesn't exist that way. No. And in fact, these are normal feelings and we should express them and we should get used to talking about it because that's how we like work past the insecurities that are not real. And like the negative self-talk that we all inevitably have. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times too, like there's, it's the journey to whatever the goal is. Like if I'm, if, the, if I, Nine times out of ten, I'm, I usually do feel like, oh, my God, I love that for you. That's mm -hmm. amazing. You're amazing. But, like, I'm human. And I feel like every human, like, it doesn't make me less of a friend or less of a person if I feel an in insecure about my friend in some way. Yeah. And I feel like, like I said, this is not a popular thing to say, especially in sisterhood. 
Right. You know, it's like, Those well, I thought that was your, I thought that was your sister. Like, what? Oh, she's not your sister. Oh my God. You're jealous of your sister. Can't be your sister. It's like, no bitch. It's a journey. And it's, we're all working towards it. Exactly. And, but the beauty is you, you guys, and what we don't do in some of our other relationships is com- you guys communicated. This is how I genuinely feel. And she still loved you through it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's so much fear. We operate in so much fear in our love relationships, and that's what kills it dead. Mm. You know what I mean? It should. You shouldn't fear being honest or transparent with someone that you love. You know what I mean? And what doesn't matter what kind of friendship. If the love is there, what is love? Patient and kind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to be understanding of whatever it is you just told me. I'm going to be patient with you. I'm going to love you through it. I'm going to be kind with my words. I'm going to understand that this is a very sensitive issue with you. Like, what? what's so hard about that? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, hey, I'm human. Is that, is that cool with you? Yeah. <laughs> and as she told you, you probably felt the love and the release. I was like, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know why I'm having these feelings. It's so stupid. Right. <laughs> and it's so crazy because when you are in like your your love relationships and you guys do have those moments, that's when you have the best sex, right? Uh, Yeah. Because you had a release. <laughs> so I'm like, let's have more sex. Let's have more moments like this. Girl. Where we can be honest and transparent and say, yeah. Yeah, you know, like when I do leave, I do want to call you 10 times because I want to know where the fuck you are all the time. But I'm not going to do that because it's going to make me seem crazy. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So which I would never do that. I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm that person. I am just saying that when you have those notice that when you do have those conversations, you guys get stronger and stronger. Your connection gets stronger and stronger. So why not want more of that in your relationships? Mm-hmm. We have it in our girl, you know, our girly relationships, but we don't have that in our well, some our girl, girl, guy, guy. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your intimate, your intimate, your intimate romantic relationships. I think more of that is necessary. For sure. I feel like I used to offer more grace for men, and now I don't. I offer so much grace for my girlfriends, mm-hmm. whereas now I've given, like, I have these amazing friendships, and now it's time to, like, I, I'm ready to, like, offer more grace to men. And, like, yeah. Jamila has been, she's, like, my practice relationship. Hilarious. Um. There's there's things that I like like for like sharing those type of things that like maybe I'd be now as I've been single for five years almost like I would be I'm nervous to share with a man you know mm. and so I don't know I just feel like for those listening practice on your friends practice love with your friends pour into your friends like you mm-hmm. pour into your relationship if you pour into your relate if if you pour into a relationship with your friends then practice with your give your your nigga the same grace you would give your girlfriend and vice versa. Because they are all relationships. They should all be in acts of love. And there shouldn't be this big difference in what it is. Besides the fact that, like, you're sleeping together or not. You know? Really, it's all about love. love. And friendship and, like, respect. Like, do, like, yeah. Like, it's so simple. But we make it so hard. hard. It could all be so simple. <laughs> Just operate in love, not fear. It. That's it, it. It's true. Like, even in the relationship that I have right now, that's that's open. It's non-monogamous, but like I'm free to to exist as I am, to come as I am. I'm free to be like I'm jealous. Uh, I don't, I'm insecure about that, and then work through it. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to. Maybe I didn't need to say that, or maybe I don't have a reason to. And even just practicing, like this bitch loves me. 
this person loves me and respects me and I don't really, like, I'm not afraid of losing them like because I know who this person is and I know that it's mutual. There's really no fear. Like things can shift. Relationships can shift. People shift. I've, I'm not the same bitch I was in January, you know? I'm not the same bitch I was in fucking March. But like it's just practicing being like, self-aware enough to communicate that to the people around you and notice when the people around you are not receiving it and can't, um, and can't reciprocate that because I think that's a big thing too. We grow up with friends that we've had for a long time and then you feel stuck in being the person you grew up with them and they see you just as that and you can't get out of that. But like, it's really good to keep checking in who you, who makes you feel good and who your tribe is. Like I, I agree with that. Like I say this a lot. Life is to be experienced with pleasure. Like life is pleasure. And if you're not experiencing like sex in all of your relationships and not literally speaking, but if you're not experiencing like breakthrough pleasure moments with all of your friends, breakthrough conversations that may be uncomfortable, but afterwards you're making love because I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so, (laughs) I'm so happy. I could tell this bitch all this weird shit in my mind, you know, like it's, it's not worth it. You know, if you don't feel those moments often in the relationships that you keep, it's probably not your people. You've got to find your tribe and you've got to find people that make you like, even if it's you pushing yourself to be like, this is my honest feelings. It's so important to fight for those type of relationships and, and, and go to the good vibe retreat and find bitches that you can do that with. Not bitches, women. I need to stop with the bitches and the witches (laughs) (laughs) Um, that you can, you can relate to in that way. And, and even if that means letting go of old friendships and finding new ones that serve you, that that's what needs to happen. Facts. Your friendships and your relationships should definitely motivate you to grow, even if it's uncomfortable. If you're staying complacent, if you don't feel like you're growing in those relationships, they're not for you. I agree. I think this is a good time to check out what this card is. Okay, let's see. So at the top of the episode, Latoya pulled the judgment card. Oh, boy. (laughs) And here um, we go. (laughs) Here we go. And it's tarot time, baby. Um, the judgment card. We've never pulled this card, I don't think. But um, the number 20 is on it. There are people below and then water, it looks like, and like com- compart- compartments, square boats. <laughs> there's like square what? boats. And there's uh, like a woman, it seems, and with angel wings in the sky with a trumpet. Like, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll put a picture up. Um, shout out to Mahogany Tarot by Kashira, our favorite black tarot card, um, tarot card deck. But this means <coughs> basically, uh, let me tell you, because let me stop guessing right now. But I think it has to do with emotion. There's water involved. And hmm, uh, rebirth, inner calling, absolution. So uh, the judgment card shows a naked woman, men, women, and children rising from their graves, arms outspread and looking up in the sky above Archangel Gabriel, the messenger of God, blows his trumpet. The people respond to his call, ready to be judged and to find out if they will be accepted into the heavens or not. This is the most religious tarot card I've ever seen, actually. <laughs> well, hello. Look, 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 look
she was like i'll never pull no card i was like come on girl just pull the card <laughs> um just just for a disclaimer also for you too because i know we talked about this um on we didn't talk about this but we we, we addressed this on the trigger and i'm uh we said what you feel what how do you feel about which witchy shit and um i know we re- reference witchy shit a lot on our show but i think just to clarify for people listening and for you, like if you are God fearing, if you're religious, if you're listening to our show and you're like, uh-uh, I'm not fucking with those witchy bitches. Um, we, when we say witch, I think the term, I think the term has been very negative in like our society. But for us, I think, or for me, it's been very, it's, it's more about my divine feminine and the way in which I can utilize my magic, you know, alongside God it's like God's magic and how I've been able to harness it and like manifest the things that I want manifest this relationship and just um that's when I say witchy shit it's not like the pagan like long long nose like evil like we're not evil women but I think it's like um think of Wizard of Oz the good witch (laughs) Glenda Glenda remember Glenda that's what I'm thinking of okay so judgment upright the judgment card is calling you to rise and embrace a higher level of consciousness for the service of your highest good you're experiencing a spiritual awakening and realizing that you are destined for so much more this is your cosmic up leveling You hear the call and you are ready to act. Tune into a higher frequency. Let go of your old self and step into the newest version of you, of who you really are. The judgment card often indicates that you need to make a life-changing decision, but unlike those associated with the logical justice card, this decision requires a blend of intuition and intellect. You may be at a crossroads, aware that any choice you make will bring a significant change with long-lasting effects. Tune into your higher self, trust your judgment, and know you are on the right path. If you still need clarity on the situation, look to your past and life lessons to guide you. And I feel like we talked about this. Mm. I feel like we talked about women who are unhappy and they're like, I'm not so unhappy, but I've been married 10 years or whatever. And then they stay. But I think it's, it's about your intuition. I think, I think we separate our intuition from religion and from like the, the God, you know, this very strict, rigid form of what God looks like. But I, I think that removes us from God, the image of God in which we were made of. And he kind of instills that in us, that intuition. So we're like, oh, no, that's not for me. And in all things, we need to lead with that. You know, I think that's a part of this pool. And I think that's our, I think a lot of that is our superpower as women. We got that intuition on lock. Mm-hmm. And not to say men don't, but we really got we that really shit. Do. Amen. We really got that shit. Wow. I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Well, Latoya, thank you so much for joining us. This This has been fun, guys. I'm so grateful for you coming out here. I know that you left Mexico a day early by accident. (laughs) By accident. accident. Oh, my God. Her friends are going to kick our ass. Why would you take our friend early? Uh, Emmys have to go back. (laughs) Yes, we'll come with you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I already already sent the resort to somebody. He's like, where'd you find that? I was like, don't worry about it. My friend gave it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Just book it, nigga. Make it happen. Exactly. Yeah, no, we had an amazing time. But it was worth it. It was worth it. And I actually did get to come in and just have a day to, like, get still. And um, so it it worked out. And that's so important when you're a mom. Oh my, is this, like, your first trip that you've been, like, like vacation trip? Or are you, are you do you take trips? I yourself? take trips. Okay, But good. I feel like this one <laughs> is the longest that I've, I'm going to be without them. And mm. it's driving me absolutely nuts. 
Like, yeah. my mom was sending me pictures, like, oh, look at this picture I found of Ty Ty. I was like, you just sent me into depression. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just wanted you to do that. She's like, oh, I did not mean to do that. I'm like, just mind on no more pictures. I'll be trying not to, you know, look at pictures and get sad. Because I'm mom guilt. Yeah. To be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm enjoying my life. How here. dare I enjoy my life without my kids? Right. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I'm, you know, it's it's the time where I am supposed to be alone legally. I'll say it like that. So, you know, adjusting <laughs> to that is, is, is tough, but it's, it's a, what's necessary necessary we'll say it like that and it's it sucks but i'm bet i'm making the best of it it's it might suck right now but i'm gonna let you know now like being able to drop them kids off is a fucking blessing is a gift <laughs> is it a really gift is. we love the kids we love our children but you know not no shame to the married ones but y'all don't really get them breaks unless your husband is really allowing you and you know them husbands be calling you every five seconds once you leave like where's the toothbrush where's the where's the how do i do this how do i do that you're like fuck i gotta go back let me just go back don't go back (laughs) don't answer the phone don't look at pictures unless unless there's an emergency that i can physically help with do not call me there's blood call me if not don't call me (laughs) (laughs) no blood only blood blood how like yeah because a nosebleed doesn't count scratch what can I do physically if I'm in Mexico? Right. Nothing. Call me after it's resolved. <laughs> Don't stress me out. I'm drinking a margarita. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, where can our people find you and check in on you? Oh, on my IG. I'm on there often. Um, at Latoya Like It. L E T O Y A L U C K E T T. Um, yeah, that's where I. I spend most of my time. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And you guys, if you guys are interested in joining us in Costa Rica this summer, make sure you check out the episode description. We have a link there. You can book um, a call with us if you have any questions. Um, Make sure you like and review this episode or just the podcast in general on Apple or Spotify. Please support Black Black Podcasters. We really need those reviews and ratings to beat the white algorithm. If you want to hear more bonus content, secret episodes, make sure you check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices. And check out our merch store. We have hella cute merch. That's it, right? That's it. That's it. All right. Take care, y'all. Thank you so much. Bye.